Come on. They're right there. Let's go. Move, 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 move. This episode of Choices Not Chances podcast is sponsored by Louisiana Gun Shop. Located on Highway 90 West in Broussard, Louisiana, just south of Lafayette. For more information, stay tuned at the end of this episode. This is Choices Not Chances podcast with Ryan and Matt. I'm your co-host, Matthew Charette. Sitting next to me is Ryan Rogers. Ryan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back. And uh, just like any other time, if you see something in this in this episode that resonates with you, uh, something that you think needs to be shared, we ask that you just share that out. As you can see, today's uh, returning guest is Mark Arrington. He's been on the show a couple of times already. If you haven't seen those, you need to go back and watch them. Um, great, great episodes. Me and Mark always wrap and have a great time uh, when we're on here. Today specifically, welcome. Uh, today specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, stoicism, something that me and me and Mark are always talking about every single time that we get together. Um, some form of stoic philosophy conversation comes out, be it at the VFW, out at the range, or even at the house. And so um, today we're going to get into it. Mark, thanks for coming out again. Hey, always thanks for having me, man. It's and you know, I, I uh, hate that the... Uh, it's all uh, good. It's a beach scene. Yeah, I hate that it's different, but it's, it's going to defi- lead us into how Stoicism was founded. So it's all good. That's right. So um, I want to start off with uh, with a, qu- a couple of quotes, and I'm going to let you kick yours first, and then I'm going to get over to mine. But we're going to just kind of start at the beginning. What we think of Stoicism, and uh, not not class so much, but just more of, more of a talk on it. So what do you got? So I mean, as far as quotes go, um, you know, there's there's plenty of them out there. I um I like to kind of attribute a lot of the stuff that um you know Marcus Aurelius, uh, Seneca. Epictetus and the uh, you know founding Stoics kind of had, and the main thing that I find about Stoicism, the more that I think about it and look into it, is how influential it was into you know religion, politics, the Marine Corps, like we were just mm. talking about mm-hmm. earlier, and everything else. But um, you know, if you want to, I know that you have already one that already is created. So yeah, in my opening of my book, uh, I did one uh, Seneca and morale letters and it says uh, good people do what they find honorable to do even if it requires hard work they'll even do it if it causes them injury they'll even do it if it brings danger again they won't do what they find base even if it brings wealth pleasure or power nothing will deter them from what is honorable and nothing will lure them into what is base i think that's huge especially in the protector archetype the people that are going out um marines police officers first responders you know army um, any kind of military but if you're putting it you're going out and, and seeking honor uh, and we still have those kind of people i don't think they're as it doesn't seem as though they're as uh, voluminous as that as it used to be um when i was growing up i felt like that was always talked about going after the honor and being an honorable person and having strong moral moral character today i don't see as much but i definitely see it in the protector archetype yeah, what I what I find a lot of times now that I've gotten out is how influential my time in the Marine Corps actually has been in my like entire life, right? So, mm. you know, you want to talk about doing things that are abstaining from things that are base, right? But as you know, a Marine Corps, you know, their core values honor, courage, and commitment, right? Very much line up with Stoicism's mm. core values of you know temperance, justice, um, courageousness, and vi- or, and wisdom. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of commonalities there that a lot of people just don't really realize. And a lot of people don't take the time and an effort to actually figure out 
cool, I was told these things, but where do they actually derive from? Mm. And I think at the end of this kind of conversation me and you have, I hope that our listeners kind of understand like, oh, wait, that was actually a stoic um, principle that mm-hmm. I've lived my whole life not even knowing that. I've it was stoicism pra- first. Practicing stoicism my entire life, you know what I mean? Like the things that your father teaches you and everything else. I mean, it's just doing the right thing. And we had this conversation at lunch earlier. It's, um, you know, the fundamental question, I believe, in stoicism is it's it's what should I do? It's what ought I do, right? It's not mm-hmm. what I must do, like mm-hmm. your quote just talked about. It's not about doing the things that you must do. Everybody must do these things mm-hmm. if you want to survive, right? But it's, you know, stoicism as a core kind of tenet is about bringing you at a higher level of morality and a higher level of accomplishment by asking the question, not about what must you do, but what should you do and what ought you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Let's back up. When did you first start um, really getting into and researching Stoics and Stoicism? So I I was privileged enough in my time in the um, on the teams to be able to go get a master's degree, and I got my master's degree from the Joint Special Operations Master's Program that's given out at Bragg from NDU, and and through that I kind of started getting more exposed to philosophy. Um, mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. that, I just you know I I was more into like mythology. I would say you know like Greek mm-hmm, mythology and mm-hmm. everything else, which is a very you know, a lot of things that we study now are all based off of that as sure. well. And it kind of just dove me into this more like a philosophical journey that I've found myself in today about, you know, stoicism and what is the right or uh, eudaimonic way to kind of live your life, right? Because ultimately, what's the purpose of life? The purpose of life to me is to get better and to learn. And stoicism just became part of my path. And it's, you know, kind of became you know, the main road in that path because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. what I mean? It's not oh, an yeah. easy, it's not an easy way to live your life. It's not easy, but it's, but it feels better. Correct. Uh, in my opinion, we're all students. We talked about this too. It's like, we're all students of stoicism. And I really think that, um, the, the more research and the more you get into stoicism or are into stoicism, seemingly, you probably needed to re- do that research. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, it's hard. Like you said, it's yeah. hard. And I, I don't always do good at it. Yeah. I don't always good have good temperance. Right. My character is lacking in some things. Yeah, my character is always lacking. So, so it's, it's like I'm the one that needs to dive into those books mm-hmm. constantly just to keep myself straight um, and keep myself above, you know, on an even keel. I know one of the biggest things that I love uh, or or for me personally is The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Yep, read it every day. Three years running. And every single time I read it, you know, a day that I've already read before, it hits different. And it's Mm -hmm. like, ah, damn. That's something I always try to push out is like, go pick that book up and every day start out with that. Even start out with that with your kids, maybe. Um, And it's been instrumental for me. And and I started that probably three or five, it might have been four years ago, but it would be like, it became part of my day. Like, I'm going to read this. I'm going to take from it what I can, do a little soft meditation on Mm -hmm. it. It really helped me through school and through... Um, you know, trials and tribulations that you deal with in life, for sure. Yeah, I think just, um, I, I read that book every every day, and so does my wife, actually. She reads it later on in the afternoon. I actually read it right in the morning when I first wake up before, mm. before I do some, um, you know, meditative uh, practices that I find very helpful to me. But, um, you know, stoicism, just to me, it's, it's one of those very self-reflective things. And I have found that in today's time and culture, People don't want to look in the mirror, right? They don't want to actually think about the things and the way that their thoughts happen. And everybody like really much wants to blame somebody else. You know what I mean? Like pick a scapegoat, name it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
And um, stoicism doesn't teach that. Stoicism teaches that, you know, there are things that are in your control and out of your control, right? And the things that are in your control, you should have control of those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or do your best about them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nope. And I mean, it's very clear, clear in there, unless you're like KO, KO the younger, Kato the younger, right? (laughs) Is like probably the most, you know, austere human being that we ever had on this planet. But, um, you know, unless like you're, have this idea that you're supposed to be perfect that's not what stoicism is about stoicism mm-hmm. is about like cool i made a mistake let's ponder on it let's um reflect on it and let's be better the next day and learn from it and what i love about that is like one of my favorite quotes not necessarily of stoicism but like failure is where growth is found mm-hmm. and that's huge in stoicism like not like it's not the end you might have made a mistake it's not the end now you've made a mistake now you have some essay now you can change for that next go around and and go further yeah. and it really teaches that or really reinforces that let's say yeah and i just think um people don't really understand like how ingrained like the tenets of this philosophy are in our daily lives in the united states and then just pretty much throughout the world um i've kind of gotten into a lot of um you know, religious studies as of late. I'm trying to read all the, you know, great religious books throughout all the cultures. Um, right now I'm on Hinduism. Um, but there's so many like principles that were very stoic in nature that, you know, found their way into Christianity, for instance, right? Um, the serenity prayer, mm-hmm. right? It's, the serenity prayer is all about the things that are inside your control and outside of your control. And do you have the courage in order to change the things that you think need to be changed that are within your control. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, even the golden rule, right? Treat others as you want to be treated. That is very stoic in nature, right? If I would not want something to do to something to me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would not do it to them, which is about, you know, uh, vice, desire, action, um, in a sense, all in the same one. So sure. it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, what kind of quotes did you bring as far as like some of your favorites? So I, mean, I didn't bring too many quotes. I just kind of bring like the overall, um, you know, the concept that actually happened and how stoicism actually started. So I figured I always like to kind of start out at the beginning. Sure. Um, You know, so the first stoic was actually Zeno. Um, He was a very successful merchant. Um, He was a very successful merchant, right? And uh, he pretty much came to financial ruin. And then through his coming to financial ruin, like you were just talking about, right? So he had, you know, he had some things that happened in his life that, you know, changed his entire aspect of things Mm -hmm. and then he developed stoicism and i think you can kind of expound upon you know where it actually started which i i I draw some commonalities between how stoicism started and then kind of like how the marine corps started (laughs) um you know stoicism started on a porch whereas Mm -hmm. the marine corps started at you know tun tavern or whatever else but you know essentially he had a he had a group of people that got together i think they were all had to be very self-reflective in nature sure it happened um you know right after alexander the great um passed in the hellenistic period in Greece and um, they really just had a lot of self-reflection and then through that self-reflection they came up with their core tenets right the core tenures of stoicism Hmm. Um, and they it was it's a eudaimonic type of philosophy and what eudaimonic means is like it's a way of living your life in order to have a fulfilled life Um, which is you know you know talk about religion religion is very eudaimonic in nature there's a way sure. it is that you're supposed to live your life and not live your life and obviously they talk about the afterlife a whole lot more than stoicism does um stoicism's argument with that would be i don't know what actually happens after i die all i know is that i have to face death sooner or later because none of us yep. come out of this world living so i might as well have a um positive mindset in order to be able to deal with that right sure sure um 
and then you know from Zeno it just kind of continued on um, I don't think stoicism's really big thing really happened once it came into Rome and we all know like probably the most famous stoic I would say is probably Marcus Aurelius yeah definitely right the um the um the philosopher king as he is called right and then what we have that derives from that you know we have Seneca's letters we have Epictetus's discourses mm-hmm. and then we have Marcus Aurelius's meditations and a lot of people don't realize that Marcus Aurelius didn't write those for public no that was yeah. That was for himself, and that was him dealing with the just, I'm sure, crushing weight of responsibility of, you know, running Rome. Oh, yeah, and the entire empire. Yeah, the entire empire. And here we are, like, a man that is more powerful than any other person on the planet at the time, and you see how human he is and how self-reflective he is Mm -hmm. throughout his meditations. And, I mean, it just... um, it's just kind of profound when you think about it that like here this guy is very much like showing his inner workings and this type of philosophy helped him run an empire mm-hmm. and that's one of the beautiful things about stoicism because stoicism as a whole it's applicable mm-hmm. right and um, you know that's one of the things that the stoics very much had against you know the cynics um, and the Epicureans that kind of were, you know, not necessarily in competition, but they all kind of derived at the same amount and same time and place was that, you know, this is practical. This is something that you can use in your daily life. And to an extent, you know, you can use it for your thoughts. Sure. Which is hard. For your thoughts. For your thoughts. Yeah. Obviously, your thoughts are your thoughts. I can't control those. Right. But no, that's, that's a I big uh, distinction that I would make for today is yeah. that these are my thoughts. Those right. are your thoughts. Correct. You don't have to put those on other people. Nope. Even though in this case, it seems like their thoughts have helped millions of people after them mm-hmm. live fulfilled um, lives of, of character and, and morale. So, um, yeah, there's there's a, there's huge things to take away uh, from, from them. Like Marcus Aurelius was probably the first one that I got into mm-hmm. uh, about the meditations I started reading them, and in the beginning, to be honest, like it's a hard read. For me, it was hard. But you're talking about somebody that's not writing it for me. You're talking about somebody that's writing it for him. That knows his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. So you're. And so that's a part of the. Yeah, absolutely. That's a part of the meditations. That when y'all pick it up and you start going through it, understand that he wrote this from his mind for his mind, not for yours. Um, But man, there's some golden nuggets in there for sure. Um, What else you got? So I, I think I think just the overall concept of, you know, stoicism's idea of things that are in my control and out of my control. Right. And their their whole process of like, I want to call it it's, it's desire. Right. So mm-hmm. they have desire, action and assent. Those are like the three like overall like premises of like kind of actions that you can take as far as your own like schema, your own like mindset. And then they have obviously the four tenets of being a virtuous, right? So eudaimonic life means that you live a virtuous life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people don't think in that kind of nature anymore, right? They think about right here, right mm-hmm. now, and what I want, mm-hmm. right? Whereas it's not about desire at that point because now you have these, you know, you have your four core values of stoicism, which is, you know, justice, temperance, wisdom, and courageousness right so you know you start getting into temperance right you start getting into um you know how much of something should you actually be doing and you know stoicism would teach you then like you shouldn't do any one thing too much right 
right? Um, if that's self-pity, guilt, um, even, you know, being overly positive, everybody knows like a toxic, positive person. And he's like, <laughs> yo, bro, it's like, this is too much. This isn't a positive moment right now. Like just kind of keep your, uh, keep your opinions to yourself. But, um, you know, and I think that people don't really think about stuff like that anymore because they don't think about living a eudaimonic life. They don't think about living the way that they should live. Mm. And I think so many people get caught up in like, oh, you got to live in the present, man. It's YOLO. You only live once, yo. And I'm just like, that's not, I think they're just very like, just off on how they kind of interpret things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they really understand the actual purpose behind a lot of the statements that they make. I think that's true. And if it's just, if everything's always all about you, then how are you, like, how are you a net positive? Agreed. I agree completely. I don't know. Um, I don't know where that slips though. Is it technology that makes that slip or, or made that slip? We definitely, we talked about it offline. Like I don't believe that the kids talk about room much anymore in school or learn anything from it. It's like there's a lot to be learned there. There's a lot to be learned there, and, and we don't do it. I think that's why I got into it. Is like I seen the, um, I looked at stoicism like this well I could drink from and, and get knowledge from these past people, and and I never. Why didn't I? Why didn't somebody tell me about this before I was thirty? Is the way I felt about mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? It took me until I was thirty to kind of find the well, and now that I found the well, I want other people to drink from the well because yep. it's made my life, a, you know, better. It's been a net positive for me. There was nothing that I've ever flipped through while researching the Stoics that made me worse, or uh, it just gave me a lot of examples of maybe what not to do or how not to feel. At the end of the day, I just. Every time I read a lot of this stuff, even if I'm having a hard day, it's, it just keeps telling me, it's like, be better. Mm-hmm. Like, you can always be better. You can always, at a minimum, learn something about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's just ultimately teaching, right? It's teaching, hey, listen, like, you're going to have emotions. You're going to have all of these things that kind of transpire in your life. And it gives you a very applicable way to deal with this reality that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Right? I mm-hmm. mean... You know, and, you know, to an extent, like most of the Stoics are like, oh, look, you know, even my philosophy is show me how to face death. And they had this really interesting, like, kind of dynamic about death is like, you know, every moment I'm dying. Right? Yeah. Death only stops when I die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So from the time I am born to the time I no longer breathe, I am dying that entire time. So you might as well just understand that, accept it. And then make yourself better for it. Sure. I, th- I think you're right. Well, what was the quote you said at lunch? Uh, Every man has two lives. Yep. Ernest Hemingway. So Ernest Hemingway stated, um, every man dies two deaths. Um, the first time is when you're put into the ground. The second time is when nobody remembers your name. Hmm. And in the same way, a man could become immortal. Um, and I think the whole concept behind that is, um, you know, A, if you live a eudaimonic and virtuous life, Perhaps you no know, people will remember your name mm. if that's if that's part of your ambition, right? So sure. I mean, now we're talking about you got to think about it. we're talking about people that wrote about philosophy and it was a philosophy of like being human and a philosophy of thought, you know, twenty three hundred years ago, and we're still remembering their name like Cato, mm. Seneca, mm. you know, Epictetus. Like we're talking about them today, so. In that in that kind of way, like you know, Hemingway was right. They're still alive. Still more well immortal. They're immortal. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're never going to be forgotten. And I think they're never going to be forgotten because they really had a lot of self reflection, and they really had to ask themselves, like, what should I do at every single point in time? And um, to the point where, like, you know, I think about my thoughts a lot. You mm. know what I mean? I'm like, man, that, you know, this is angering me, and why? Mm. Um, and another thing that they're really heavy on is judgment. 
um, judgment and then comparison, right? And I find myself doing this shit all like what? Give me an example. Um, so somebody walks in, right? Just because of the way they're dressed, I will begin to judge them. And I try not to. Is it judging or is it you taking like a, um, what would you say that is just kind of like scoping your surroundings and make sure you make sure you're profiling who's coming in and out of your immediate surroundings. Or is it like literally like, Oh, look at this guy. He doesn't work out enough and he eats too much. Ah, okay. Right. That's judgment. Right. So because I, at the end of, at the end of the day, I don't understand like that guy's actual situation. Sure. And then judgment truly is assigning good and bad to things, which I do all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they say like, um, you know, the main example that I've heard a lot of times is like, you know, an apple, you know, even a rotten apple at the end of the day, it's not good or bad. It's just an apple. Right. Like maybe you just didn't eat it soon enough. But at the end of the day, a rotten apple is still an apple. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just now assigning my judgment to it to say if that apple is good or bad. Sure. Right. So it's just a whole different way of kind of thinking about things, because at the end of the day, that's an apple. At the end of the day, like, man, I find myself sometimes being like, oh, dude, it's freaking raining today. Really? Today? Like, that's not in my control. Right. Why am I even wasting yeah, yeah. my mental capacity? On the fact that I'm upset that the weather changed outside. I'm not in control of the weather. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is what it is and we got to keep going. Right. You know, my wife's having a bad day. That's not in my control. You know, at the end of the day, I can try to make it better. But at the end of the day, like that is her, that's her mindset at that time. That's That's right. That's not my mindset. And um, I think stoicism just gives you that kind of practical knowledge and ways to think about your daily life that would lead to a more, as they would call it, a more eudaimonic life, a more fulfilled life. A life I think with so. a purpose. I think in school, one of my teachers said, we should learn how to think about our thinking while we're thinking. And I thought about that and I was like, hmm, think about the, the way that I think while I'm actually doing it. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. And I think ever since then, it's like, um, of course I slip and that's why we're having this talk. I slip, I stumble, I fall. Sometimes I just downright don't do things I know I ought to be that doing. You should be doing yeah. Maybe because it feels better to do another thing or it feels better to sleep in or it feel you know, whatever the fuck it is. But if we constantly had that loop going of, okay, what am I thinking about? What am I supposed to do? Why do I feel that way about needing to do that? And then why am I making decisions or placing those judgments or blames? I don't even know these people. Yep. What, you know, so, so it's great. And if we could, if we could, um, perfect that, which will never happen, but the better that we get at that, I think the better, the better off we are and the severe sphere of influence that we hold for sure. Well, I think that's what stoicism teaches you, right? It's not about like perfection is always a goal, right? Mm -hmm. If I could be perfect, I would, right? I assume you would say the same thing. If you could be perfect you would be perfect. Sure. But unfortunately we're human and uh, there's no, there's no perfect humans out there. So what stoicism would teach you to do is how to drive your thought process and your just kind of like mental, like perspective on this reality that we find ourselves in, into a better direction that, you know, is not judgmental and is more just virtuous as a whole. Um, and that's when you just kind of have to get into like, you know, the four tenets of stoicism, right? So like wisdom, I would want to know as much stuff as I could possibly know. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you should, right? But then there's so many people nowadays 
that are just a they think they know things which is terrifying to me mm-hmm. like I, I i'm a very socratic way of thinking the only thing i know is that i know nothing yeah right yeah. you know what i mean like straight up i don't really know anything i don't really even know if we exist right now because we can have a conversation about that if you really want to because we could be living in a reality that we don't even know because we're in it right um you know so you know wisdom is one of those things that's just like this like you know carnal drive for knowledge that we just a lot of us just don't continuously pursue do you think it's because people get like comfortable in their lives and things get become like it's either that or it's like their their needs aren't being met like maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. and they don't have the needs being met to even go up that next level to worry about wisdom and self and uh helping others because they they are on that bottom rung they don't even have shelter or they don't even have food like they're not thinking about those things, but of the people that do have security and health and comfort, do you think it's because they have that comfort, <clears throat> that comfort and that security? They're like, well, why would I go? Like I've heard people say, well, why why would I get a doctorate? It's not going to help me get paid anymore. It's like, no, you're right. It's not going to help you get paid anymore. But like, you might learn something that completely changes the way you view life or your job or your occupation or whatever and then you may want to go in a different direction yeah, because or, of the wisdom or the knowledge yeah. that you're gaining or you could gain that wisdom and you could, you could actually help society <laughs> yeah right? yeah you yeah. know what i mean so you, you could, it's like you well that's not gonna help me with my job though and it's yeah. a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money or, or it's a lot of whatever x that i don't want because of what so it's like people stopped not all people but yeah you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Generally, people have stopped sacrificing the now for what for the what could be from that, or like, especially with knowledge, where well, knowledge is concerned. Yeah, so it's Epicurean in nature, right? So the Epicureans actually thought about life is supposed to be about pleasure, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. the pursuit of pleasure and the enjoyment of pleasure, right, and that's where like Epicureanisms and Stoics kind of very much diverge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people think Stoicism, and this is a misnomer about Stoicism, that Stoics are like, oh, you know, like tight upper lip just never like you know no emotions whatsoever or anything else like that like marcus Aurelius never had fun or anything else that's not that's not, not accurate true. at all he you do enjoy life it's just that you are self-reflective enough to understand that you can't overindulge in quick fixes because mm-hmm. quick fixes are seldomly long lasting in nature and then at the end of the day once those quick fixes are taken away you're just looking for the next one yeah you're looking for the next hit looking for the next whatever you have man so you know, stoicism would teach you to, you know, do the hard things because they are going to ultimately make you better in the long run. True. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to do. It is. Yeah, it's Especially hard. Especially the younger you are. Mm-hmm. Like as you start to grow and like I heard people tell me that, uh, like when you get older, you're going to see things differently. You do a hundred percent. Especially with kids and, and like being a contributing member to your community or to your society, you see things way different. The way people treat each other is different. The way that they ought to treat each other is different. The way that you see yourself and like your morality and your future becomes different every year. So, and I think that's why three, four years in a row, I can read the Daily Stoic every day and take something different from it. Well, you're different every time you read the Daily Stoic. Yeah, it's not the same man in the, not not, the same river. You're not, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that is another um, kind of Stoic thing, right? Because at the end of the day, the second, like the words that are coming out of my, ra- my mouth right now, that Mark's dead already. Yeah. Like I can't get him back. Yeah. Right now. I only have to be able to go forward. Right. And, um, it's just kind of, kind of very, you know, still a kind of concept of like the only time that you honestly truly have is right now. And then a stoic would tell you, then you should live it 
to the utmost. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think it's um, a lot of people think that, oh, I'll just get it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow or whatever. But people don't realize that tomorrow, 20 years is boom, it's gone. Yeah, it is. And the younger you are, people tell you that and you don't believe it. And then you look up and it's been 15 years and you say, oh, you have 15 years. You know, you got about 45 good ones left. Yeah. After, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I remember the yellow footprints, man. I remember, I remember <laughs> driving the bus and putting my head down and that was freaking 20 something years ago now, dude. And it yeah. seems like that, like that dude. I mean, cause yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so that, that's about wisdom. So, um, I think that everybody, everybody needs to have a drive and a drive to learn. And at the end of, at, at the minimum, learn something about yourself. If you can't sure. learn, like you should just be hungry for knowledge as as a whole. Like the like to me, if, dude, I just wish I could just shove more and more in my head. And we have sure. so much knowledge at our fingertips now. It's freaking all of it. It's, it's all of it, literally oh, yeah. on Everything. your phone. Yeah, the entire human written yeah conscious history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to know, yeah. you freaking Google it. Look it up on YouTube. YouTube's a great resource for all that stuff. And then, um, you know, going into it just to like to live a virtuous life. And I mean, I believe in like just core tenets of things, right? So. Like we were just talking about the Marine Corps honor, courage, and commitment, right? Three three words, but they mean so much in order mm. to like actually take those things to fruition. Um, you know, so I always looked, you know, in my own like kind of inner monologue and everything else, I always put wisdom really high on, you know, the virtues. Um, you know, depending on who you read, some of them may be like, oh, well, no, justice. Justice is most important. I would argue that if I'm wise, I'm just. Mm. Right. If I'm wise, or at least you can, if you're wise, you can at least tell the difference between just and unjust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I guess we can just go into justice. Right. So what does it mean to be just? Um, in my opinion, to be just means just that you did you did your best at any circumstance that you find yourself in. Right. Because you can't really say, like, I did the right thing or the wrong thing because, hey, time time has a lot of factor. On sure. That, right. Because you might have done the wrong thing right now, but it led it led to so much more learning down the road that maybe it was the right thing that you did because ultimately, and that's, that's something that's really hard for us too. Ultimately, the only thing that you can do is actually what you did, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can always learn from it, but at the end of the day, shoulda, coulda, wouldas don't really exist because yeah. you did what you did. Um, which is just a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow for some of us, especially um, if what you did was not right. Correct. Yeah. But once again, you know, still or was it, I still could say that you learned from it. So Perhaps, you know, you, you should have just had more, you know, control over your uh, your reason and your temperance and your logos, your logic at that time, mm-hmm, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, stoicism is very logic-based. Yep. Um, and a lot of people, um, a lot of people have problems with logic. They do. What do you think? What do you mean? They just have problems with logic. They have problems with, um, you know, absolutes. You know what I mean? And um, everybody has their own, like, concept of what's logical and what's not logical. And there's sure. a bunch of different, you know... Um, dictums of it or whatever else you want to say but at the end of the day people people actually do have an issue with logic and a lot of times you're like cool man you made that choice and that choice was a vice-based choice it wasn't a wise-based choice right mm-hmm. it wasn't a virtuous-based choice you chose that advice and a lot of people have a really hard time being self-reflective enough to be like yeah man i just well I just, look nobody wants to hear their own shortcomings yeah, nobody does yeah. it's a hard thing to do mm-hmm. but it makes us better oh absolutely yeah that's why you surround yourself with people that will call your shit out a hundred percent. Well, I think that's why, not to, not to hate on anybody else, but I just spent a week, uh, you know, learning a new trade, learning a new thing, doing a new thing, and I spent it with Marines. Well, there's there's great things about that. The great thing is nobody cares about your feelings. Nope. Uh, so they're going to say, this is the way it needs to get done. If you have questions, ask. But, we like, however long it takes, it takes. 
And that's the way I came up. So it was very nice. Like, oh, Roger that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask some questions. But if you, if you, like when you fuck something up or when I fuck something up, it's not that I want to wallow in it and, and bask in it, but I want you to come right to me and tell me this is what you did wrong. This is how we fix it. I don't want you to say, well, you did, you did okay. You did pretty good. No, no, no. I want to do, I want to do great. So tell me how to do great. Don't tell me how, like, that's okay. Tell me how to do great. Yeah. And Marines will do that for you. Yeah. For I, sure. I never wanted to hear about the good things I did. I, um, and every, every superior that ever, like, kind of had, you know, gave me some criticism or whatever else. My first question is always what I do wrong. Because mm-hmm. I want to know what I did wrong. Yep. Let me you start know? there. Yeah. 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 And that's honestly, like, you know, journaling is like a very, like, stoic thing in nature. That's what, you know, Marcus Aurelius is where we have the meditations today. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have discourses and, you know, the moral letters from Seneca and so on and so forth. Um, but you know how I kind of journal today is, you know, I honestly journal by uh, improve on one side of the page and then sustain on the other side of the page. This is the things you're do- you're doing yeah, well. This is what I this, this is, is what, what I this is what I messed up on yesterday, and yeah. I do it. I try to do it every day. This is what I jacked up yesterday, but then you know I always try to end it on like the sustain because yeah, yeah. you're always negative, and we. We as Marines were horrible about being perfectionists. Self-denigration. Oh, yeah, horrible for sure. about being perfectionists. So I, I got a question for you. This is maybe a personal question. How long do you allow yourself to kind of fixate on failure? I, I don't. I don't think about it. Oh, really? I don't think about failure. Uh-huh. And when I first started this podcast, somebody said, well, don't, have you thought about what's like how crushed you'll be when, when this fails? And it's like, nah. I don't think about it. I don't. It doesn't come in my head. And, and some people do, and that keeps their drive going, and they got their contingencies and their tertiary plans in case, mm-hmm. and that's great. I'm just not that person. I say I'm going to do that one thing, and I'm going to do it until it's done. Like I'm going to, I'm going to. If it's if I'm passionate about it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. Now, if it's like. Um, I guess it's context, right? So that'd be like my work, my work side of things. But if it's like I fucked up something in my marriage, or I fuck some, mess something up with my children. How long? There's no, there's I, a I, period of time where I'm going to really beat myself up, yeah. and it might be a period of weeks. Oh yeah, I tried. It might be a period of days. It just yeah. depends on the severity of of the, the jack up. up. Probably I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a 24 hour. Um, I've tried. Give yourself a day. <laughs> yeah yeah a day. Like, it's probably I'll, a good idea. I'll, I'll fixate on something for a day. Be like oh man, I really jacked up on that or whatever else. But I find like after 24 hours, if I'm still like. I need to move on, right? Like, I think, like, whatever, like, self-denigration I was doing to myself in that 24 hours, like, I'm, I'm good now. Check. You let and yourself then, have it. And yeah, I let myself have it for a day. Like, if it's something and horrible with roll. my children and, and they get hurt because of my, you know what I mean, or, or my wife or my late relationships, it's probably going to be more than a day. As far as, like, work or... I think you got a good idea going there. I don't even know if I give myself that long. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck that up. Did you tell... I fucked, Okay, yeah. got it. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Push yep. a day. But I mean, I don't know. Once it's, in but your, if it's bad, yeah, yeah, dude, it's more than a day for me. Yeah. Once yeah. it's in your head, it's in your head. That's, yeah. that's the thing about it, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so we talked about, um, you know, justice, um, and justice is kind of just one of those kind of coordinate kind of core tenants that they have. Right. But I think a lot of times, especially in today's society, the thing that we're really having an issue with is temperance. Mm. And a lot of people, um, you know, have a real, issue with temperance because we have so many things at our fingertips man. Mm-hmm. so many things if you want something it's a click away yep amazon have that shit to you tomorrow yep you know what i mean and um you know thinking about temperance and how much i should and should not do any one thing it's it's difficult man because it's such a fine line and you know people that are more like 
on the cusp of you know being a little bit more extreme than others right you know sure. I like you know I'm I consider myself like a hot sauce person right you know what I mean I like, I like things that are a little bit um, a little bit spicy I guess and um, temperance is always just one of those things it's really hard to f- figure out and follow man and I think it's one of those things that in today's society really needs a lot of self-reflection because you can overindulge in anything anything even the good things I, I think you said it earlier that too much of anything is a bad thing correct yeah so too much temperance is bad right mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day like too much you know thinking about justice too much would be lack of temperance yeah, right? yeah. you know what i mean because like oh now what happens if you think about justice too much you're just not going to do anything yeah you're going to sit on the fucking couch because at the end of the day like cool i'm not hurting anything i'm not being unjust in anything if i don't move from my couch but um, you're not moving but you're not moving, right? It's not living a eudaimonic life, right? You're not living a virtuous life if you're not helping anything, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so I think temperance is one of those things that definitely needs to kind of get looked at in today's society. And we have so many um, influences on our attention that it becomes very problematic. And especially, I know you got kids, I got kids, man. But like their little, um, their little attention spans nowadays just because so much things are like influencing them at mm-hmm. all times. It's just getting shorter and shorter. Man. I think it's not just the kids. I think it's no, the it's adults, adults as too. well. I think their attention spans are so freaking quick. And um, it's like the difference in, in YouTube. You see these people with eight second to 20 second videos and they're all viral. People are mm-hmm. tearing them up. And it doesn't really matter what they are. Nope. But you have a deep form podcast about something that matters. No. Yeah, people yeah. are going to look at it, see it. And, oh, got the next thing. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. 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 And so, and maybe it becomes my job then to find that happy medium to where I can give them their medicine how they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that becomes the influencer's job. And, you know, take the, like if you take Jocko's stance on extreme ownership, like that's, you know that about them. Now it becomes your job to give them what you need to give them within their parameters that they'll accept them. And that for me is difficult. I really like the, uh, like the, the podcast and the extreme ownership and, you know, extreme leadership and everything else and i wonder where they got a lot of that from from the stoics yes they talk about it yes <laughs> yeah right it's very stoic in nature and and um yeah. you know the thing that really drove me over to this um kind of philosophy is just how difficult it is oh yeah you know what i mean and it's it's never it's like you're never like like oh i am i am now stoic right never so yeah it's not a black belt that you were absolutely earn. not dude mm-hmm. like you are going to have to work on yourself every single day and, and it's like when you think you've gotten to the place where you can say that yeah you're not there nope <laughs> like we talked about that if you get to a place where you're telling people you're stoic you need to pick the book back up yeah um <laughs> yeah and go further into it yeah you're not helping enough people or whatever else and then um yeah. you know another aspect of it is um you know their their thing is like there's there's good emotions right um, they look at love as a good emotion. Um, they look at, you know, you can have desires and everything else as long as they're virtuous desires. Um, but their main their main thing is about anger, right? Mm-hmm. And, their, and their argument is that anger never really has a place and anger is always going to be a failure of a stoic. I believe that. I think that's yeah. a lot of my issues. Rage oh, dude, yeah. uh, and, and, and uncontrolled anger about things that don't, that what, even what, what, rate to yes, yeah, but, yeah. but what about what about those things for the most part that you get pissed off about are you are you in control of those things no most of the time control? it's like we said earlier like uh, most of the times it's not something i have control over anyway so Correct. if i have control over it i'm probably controlling it yep. and i'm not getting angry but if i don't whoa 
Yeah, yeah. That's control, what gets hard. Yeah, control is yeah, control is an interesting, interesting mistress, isn't she? <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So that that's the thing about um, that anger, right? So they say that you know, anytime that you ever actually lose your temper and you like go towards anger, you've kind of given up on your virtues, and you know that's that that's definitely been my like hardest thing. And like you have to kind of self reflect on times. You're like, holy shit, dude! I was an asshole. Mm. you know what I mean it can't always be somebody else mm. you know what I mean it can't be like oh well like you pissed me off it's like no that is not real That's that right. is not reality like you can you can touch me and you can hit me right like you can do these things because you're a human I'm a human so on and so forth but at sure. the end of the day what I am in control of is if I actually got angry about it and how did I react to it mm-hmm. and or did I actually respond to it right which is also a very like um kind of stoic kind of concept of the difference sure. between reaction and response right so if you're a good practicing stoic you respond to things right unless of course you have to react because obviously we still we're still animals at the end of the day you have a (laughs) fight or flight like you punch me in the mouth like something's going to happen. yeah there's some inborn things that you're not there's something that's going to happen but at the end um you know but i can respond to that if i actually like have you know the self-control and that's also something that um you know this this kind of philosophy has taught me more of is you know, self-control because mm. honestly it's the only true thing that you actually have control over is self your emotions and your attitude yeah. your responses yeah. and the way you perceive things yeah. and what happens when you do perceive those things i mean that's a big big reason for the title of my podcast you could have anything any chance come up up against you but you always have a choice to react in the way that you want to respond in the way that you want not it doesn't always have to be react but you have that choice you could get angry mm-hmm. you could get defensive you could turn to love. You could smile. Like there's all these different ways, and it's all on you to choose. I think the younger that you are, the less control you have of that. You know, toddlers have way less control than adults. They don't have as much wisdom. Yeah, but that's where the wisdom comes in. As yeah. you gain wisdom, you realize what you can, what you can't, and how you should respond or react to the situations. Yeah. Yeah, the wisdom part. Is is a necessity, but uh, it will always come down to you making a choice. You're going to have choices. So, do you want to talk about um, you know nature? Nature plays a big role in stoicism. Let's let's go. Um, so nature, right? Is they look at it as it's 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 it human nature? Is it nature as this like entire like thing, right? Because they all kind of thought that like nature was kind of like God. Right. Mm. Um, and they believed in like Stoics believed in like at that time, the gods. Right. And Marcus Aurelius had a pretty interesting quote about um, the gods. And he's like, he either the gods don't care about you or you should probably just do the right thing anyways. And I'm I'm paraphrasing um, because ultimately he's like, cool, man, like the gods really don't probably care about you as much as you probably think that they care about you. And ultimately, like you should still always do the right thing, regardless whether or not you think God's watching or not. Right. Um, but then they talk about nature and they talk about human nature and they talk about that we have like, you should be one with your nature. Mm-hmm. They say not to go against your nature. And they also have this other like kind of concept and it's about faith, right? Chance, mm. right? Everybody kind of has this like overall like thought process about chance and things that happen. But their argument about nature is um, you can overall never really get away from your own nature. But you can always be in control of your responses. That's kind of how I would kind of dictate their idea of nature and so on and so forth. And then their idea of fate is that, um, you know, you 
did not choose to be born into the body that you find yourself in, right? Like for me, for instance, right? I didn't choose to have ulcerative colitis, right? Um, it happened by chance, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, a stoic would tell you that it is still ultimately up to you how you take like your you know, present time and present situation and make yourself better going forward. That's right. That's right. And that goes with anything. I mean, sickness, um, loss of a child, mm-hmm. loss of a spouse, loss of a friend. You're going to be hit. And life's, life's got those presents for you and waiting. And, and none of us, none of us get, get through this without those presents. That comes. Um, it's just, are you going to be ready to deal with them? Or you're not going to be like, I've seen people deal with death and great, honorable, almost like, how did you even, I don't know how you did this. I don't know how you dealt with this blow so well. And then other people don't deal with it well. I mean, they're to extremes. I had people, you know, like lost Marines and go and see their families and they're gracious and hugging and warm. And I don't understand that, how they could be so, you know, um, loving and caring and warm still and then you see other people that you know they killed themselves because of it mm-hmm. uh, because their kid didn't make it back or their or their buddy and like that's the complete opposite way and both of those people were faced with two um very similar situations and one chose love caring nurture and one chose angry you know angry uh, death destruction I don't understand it. I don't really understand both of them. I'm somewhere right in that middle lukewarm area, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think in a stoic perspective, I think that you know, death happens to us all. I think it's about accepting it. And then through accepting it, you are better prepared for it. Um, and I think that's what they would kind of tell you, right? Like things are going to happen in your life. But, you know, through the practice of this philosophy, I think that you will be better prepared for those things that happen because you understand and you realize and you accept that things are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about your perspective and your reaction or response to those things yep. as far as living a eudaimonic life, which obviously, you know, I think that's the ultimate purpose in life is to live a eudaimonic life, right? Live, Something live fulfilling, fulfilling mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, like I want to be on my deathbed and be like, you know what? Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you don't want to be on your deathbed full of regrets. Absolutely not. You know, yeah, that's way more costly than uh, than the altered alternative. Yeah. So, eudaimonic life, courage, temperance, justice, wisdom, wisdom. Yeah, four things. And if you have, and obviously, you're going to have. Everybody's going to be a little different. Yeah, for sure. Right, like, well, and it's going to mean different things, right, to them. Yeah, apparently, you know, Cato the Younger was probably the most just freaking human being that ever existed. I mean, he bested a Roman soldier when he was a boy. Um, a Roman soldier came and got him and held him from his from his foot um, over, a, over a cliff, I think is as it's said. And Cato literally had no reaction whatsoever. And the Roman soldier had to bring him back in and say, like, I've been bested by a child. Because he was just like, whatever, dude. Send it. You know what I mean? Like, full sin. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah full sin, man. Like, I'm going to control my emotions and you're not going to get the better of me at this time. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, everybody has a mixture of all four of those things. But I would argue that the people that are actually listening to this podcast that actually want to research this thing, those are the same people that are already on a path of betterment. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, like if you're here, you're already started that journey. Correct. Yeah, you clearly. Might, you might be criticizing yourself. You might be, you know, like, oh man, I should have done, should have, could have, would is a bunch of other shit. But ultimately, I think if you, you know, somehow have found this kind of philosophy part of your path in life, like you're already on the path to eudaimonia and you're already on a path to somehow fulfilling your f- fulfilling your path right mm-hmm, like to have mm-hmm. a fulfilled life at the end of your days and um you know i just think that it's ultimately just dude this is just one of those philosophies it's just about betterment and the reason that i just like it so much is dude it's it's freaking hard because you can just always get a little bit better at mm-hmm, it. you know mm-hmm. you're never going to be like i got this no it's not something you're going to master to, never, to me it's like golf for an amateur yeah, I, I feel you're like you're going to get angry. You're not going to like it sometimes. You're definitely not going to perfect it. No. But you can always practice it and get a little bit better, yeah. a little bit better. You know, ask me on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 say, yeah. Dude, if we if we link up sometime and the hollow exists or some shit, dude, ask me on the other side. Be like, so, dude, how do you feel? You Did know? you remember that crazy conversation we had about 300 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, man. Um, but no, I think it's definitely one of those things that, you know, it's, it's, it's very much needed in our society. And, um, you know, I don't have all the answers when it comes to this stuff. It's one of those, it's one of those, um, type of things where like, you're going to read stuff. There's a ton of stuff on YouTube Like you can just look up Marcus Aurelius quotes mm-hmm. and literally just put that thing on play in the morning and you're not going to be upset for your yep. day. And you, go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, even like my kids nowadays, like they, they, they listen to it and like they ask questions about it and everything else, which is just, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, this knowledge just kind of needs to get out a little bit more. And I think the more people that kind of understand this stuff, they'll start building correlations to a lot of things that already were part of their lives Mm -hmm. and they can just make them a little bit better. I think so too. I think that if nothing else, it, it's a positive philosophy. Oh, it's yeah. not a negative philosophy. No. And with we have plenty of negativity. Everybody knows it. Throughout our whole world, we have plenty of negativity going on, our country and our world. So if we could just have people buy into this positive philosophy, and then, gosh, if even some of them started to practice it, you know, obviously I'm being general. There are. Yeah. But it's nothing but a net positive to everybody around you for a fact. Yeah. I mean, I would just, you know, you know, recommended reading Um, a there's a ton of good stuff on YouTube about this. Um, The great courses, if you're one of those like kind of adult learners, there's a great course on um, applying stoicism in daily life. Um, It's taught by a by a professor, Ph.D. Very, very good, very practical. Um, obviously we already talked about the day, daily stoic, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus's Aurelius's meditations. You already said it's, it is kind of a hard read, but it's one of those ones that like, you're not reading chapters. No, nope. Like you're going to read, you're going to read a page. You're reading thoughts. Yeah. You're going to read a page or two and then you need to just like kind of put the book down for a little bit and just kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really like Epictetus. Um, I think, you know, he's one of the few, um, stoics. I mean, he was born a slave mm-hmm. and he really was able to like, you know, really crawl his way up through the values and his, you know, virtuousness of his character. Um, Seneca, Seneca is very, you know, he's very smart. Um, a lot of his stuff really makes a lot of sense. He's the one that actually talked about, um, you know, the, Hey, like my philosophy even prepared, prepared me for death. But unfortunately, if you kind of look back at like the history of Seneca and everything else, he was kind of absent when it came to Nero. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of hard pill to swallow. But at the end of the day, a lot of his stuff is, it's very logical. 
right? You like logic is logic, whether or not like you, you know, Hannibal Lecter teaching me logic or you know, sure. Jesus Christ teaching me logic. Logic to me is logic. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no good or bad in logic. It's just logical or not. Just the way it is. Just or the way not. It is. Or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just suggest to people if you, if you're looking at this, you know, me. You know, me and Ryan are like made no way experts in this. No, I would never no, say that 100% I was. Not. Uh, maybe, maybe when I give my last breath, I'd be like, okay, I kind of got it, but <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but yeah, I'll just, I'll just research it and like, if you, if you got questions on this stuff, or you just kind of want to like just, just talk about this stuff. Like, this is, this is my, like, passion when it comes to things that don't involve my work. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like talking about this type of stuff, like talking about things that make a eudaimonic life right is pretty much like the ultimate like conversation that i will have literally with anybody i don't care where you come from or everything else but it's always a conversation that you can have with another human because their concept of it and my concept of it will be a little bit different and i can always learn something absolutely and 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 let's do that when we go into conversation go into the conversation to learn something don't go into a conversation to tell everybody how much you know about something like uh, something that I used false on. I used to do it all the time. I wanted to show everybody how smart I was or how much I knew. And now I go in like earlier we talked about. I go in like a sponge. I want to sit there and be quiet and I want to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand what you know, how you know it, where you knew it from, who told it to you, where you – you know. And then I can take that, understand what they're saying, maybe add something helpful. But if not, I can take that back and I can learn that then. Mm-hmm. I can go learn where they where they learned it. Yeah. Learn, um, learn and apply. Learn yeah. and apply. Learn and apply. And then the next conversation that we have will be much better because I'll come from a situation uh, where I understand a little bit. I have some essay on that last conversation or whatever the conversation is. We should be doing that with everything that we're talking about. Everything. For sure. Everything that um, is virtuous. That is, yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, like, like you just talked about, right? So like asking questions is just one of those just fundamental things that like, I don't think we do enough of anymore. For sure not. And I don't think that a lot of us um, were told so much what to think instead of how to think. Mm. And that is a lot more difficult. You know, it's like, I think I didn't learn how to think or how to think until I was in college. Yeah. Like my entire education growing up, like we didn't talk about that. It's what to think. It's indoctrination a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you it's know, what to think, not how. Yeah, elementary yeah. elementary schools, indoctrination, boot camps, indoctrination. Like, it's indoctrination, right? So I need to get you indoctrinated into this type of, like, community that we find ourselves in. And then I find, like, once you, you know, if you can accept some of that indoctrination, you're obviously always going to be your own person. But then you can have those commonalities there where you can kind of expound upon yep. things, right? Because now everybody knows that, like, hey, at least this person has this type of character. Sure. Um, he can conform to society. And ultimately, like, society is good. I'd rather have society than not have society. Right? For sure. I mean, it's uh, kind of amazing. Right it's yeah. amazing that we can even do the things that we do with each other, in my opinion, um, without killing each other. Yep. I'm serious. No, 100%. No. So, I tell uh, people that want to bitch about the government and society all the time, we have a conversation about their stake and how, um, you know, it's because of society that I'm not freaking murdering them for their stake right now. And they're like, okay. Right, no, I get it. I was like, yeah, exactly, dude, because I have repercussions if I do that. Sappy? Yeah, other than if I didn't, then I'd just have a stake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, some people would have stake. Yeah, some people wouldn't, some people would but um, no, man. I uh, you know, as always, man. I appreciate you coming, like, having me on here. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you coming back on yeah, for the however many time, yeah. third or fourth time. Yeah. I'm sure we'll still do it. Yeah, I mean, I hope. In, and if you're in the audience, man, by all means, if just just ask questions. Um, you know, or if you have like, if you have a quote 
um, from your favorite Stoic, um, put it in the comments. Oh, so yeah. Let me, kinda, let me assume. So that you can kind of share that. I didn't really want this just to be like, you know, quote after quote after quote. I wanted to kind of have like the overall kind of concept of Stoicism. Um, you can read the quotes, and that's kind of how a lot of this obviously derives from. But, um, you know, I just wanted to have everybody just kind of have the overall basis of the methodology. And if I could just probably sum up Stoicism in one sentence, it would be, what should one do? Yep. Check. All right, guys, that's what we got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed the talk, and I hope at least this talk, is, although it may not have gotten deep, deep in the weeds, uh, I hope that it at least sparked questions in your mind to go if you haven't gotten into some of these uh, some of these learnings yet. Um, but until next time, let's drop those uh, drop those comments. Let us know your your favorite quotes. We'll be back and forth on it. Uh, make sure that I tag Mark into it. But uh, we definitely want to see it. We want to communicate back and forth. So if you got something, let us hear what you've got. Uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Choices, not chances, guys. Stay virtuous. Well, that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening to Choices Not Chances podcast. Please share, like, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch our podcast. You can also follow us on social media at Choices Not Chances Podcast. Thanks, and have a great day. Louisiana Gun Shop, your firearm headquarters, specializing in concealed carry guns, ammo, and training. You can get your Louisiana permit with us. Also, a large selection of AR-15s, or if you are that build-it-yourself type of guy or gal. We have all the parts to build and customize your own AR-15. Glock, Sig, Taurus, Ruger. We have all the brands, both in the store or at louisianagunshop.com. Not too far. You're marking the building. Hit him. Yeah, that's good. That's a good shot. That's a funny, funny shot. Yeah. Funny.